purpose, adventure, success. That's what a man's life should be. But as you traveled the road you thought led to a brighter future, the adventure you were seeking melted into a dull gray blur you just want to escape. You wish you could talk to someone, but wouldn't that be admitting defeat? Or is this longing for brotherhood hardwired into us? This is how each of us felt. We got honest about our need to connect, so we started getting together, opened the Bible, and found authentic answers. Welcome to the Real Men in the Real World podcast, sponsored by Ministry to Men of St. Charles County and hosted by Brian Bradensteiner. Welcome to another edition of Real Men in the Real World. Today I'm looking at a friend of mine across the table who is an icon in St. Charles County, Missouri. He's been a friend of mine for many, many years. We've been able to be on boards together. We've been to events together. This is a man who's developed so much of St. Charles County and home building, but he also has built so much in friendships and relationships with Christ in the middle of everything. We're talking about a man who has a road named after him in St. Charles County. And I'm looking also at a man who has won accolades beyond accolades. And if you really want to look at his bio, you can go out on the website and look up a Mr. Tom Hughes. Tom, welcome to our show today. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked about all this stuff with having roads named after you and the stuff, the stuff you collect and you try and get over all the years. And you just came from speaking to a whole group of people that Ministry to Men put on for a luncheon. And you really shared your heart about, you know, that stuff is okay, but what really matters in life? What is the answer to that question? Just being happy. We mm. just all, you know, that's how I kind of started out the uh, my talk was just ask everybody in the room, who here wants to just be happy every day and everybody raise their hand and and i think that's the goal uh and and i think we all search as as kids as teenagers in your 20s 30s whatever you know what what makes me happy how can i be happy you know and um and i found it when i was 33 i invited the good lord into my heart and i didn't want to do things by myself anymore i needed my father to support me just like like just like my earthly father was so much wiser than me my heavenly father is um, is a million times wiser than me. So I'm just a kid trying to do what my father tells me to do. It's pretty simple. It is pretty simple. You you love God and you love people and you listen to your heavenly father, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> now, you mentioned 33. That happens to be a favorite number of yours. I'm going to debate you on that. 26 is mine, but okay. we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> 33, there was something special. You said that you accepted Christ into your life then, but it just didn't happen with a lightning bolt, did it? No, it, it led up to it. I mean, the number 33, uh, I was a St. Charles City police officer 21 years, and my DSN, Distinguished Service number, was 33. Uh, my softball number on the police softball team was 33. And uh, and it was actually 33 when I uh, decided um, I had been asking for proof of God and Jesus through my all through my 20s. Um, I, was, I was trying to figure out who uh, who I was, who other people wanted me to be. I, I just uh, I wasn't being myself. And at 33, I um, I saw a commercial actually on a 700 Club, and it was mm. a, a guy in a Corvette spinning out of control, and and uh, he was kind of looking down on himself, and he just said, you know, hey man, I'm not a terrible looking guy, and I got a Corvette, and I got a couple bucks, and 
And uh, every now and then a girl looks at me. I was single at the time, and and uh, but something was missing. And uh, at the end of that commercial, they said, you know, if something's missing uh, in your life, uh, invite invite Jesus into your into your heart and into your life. And and I did. Um, yeah, no fireworks. Um, I just had a peace about me, and and I just decided from that day forward I was more confident. I knew who I was, and I just I just wanted to be the man my father wanted me to be, just a nice guy, um, a helpful a helpful guy, and care about other people. And and I and I I the happiest guy I know right now. So that's awesome. I love that <laughs> phrase. I'm the happiest guy I know. Yeah. That is so cool. Were you happy all your life? No, no. I just. Uh, you know, like as I said, you know, I I married my high school sweetheart from the time we were 15. Got married when I I got married too young at 19. Had two kids and ended up uh, being married seven years. Got divorced and and um, and then married again a, a, a person that got married too young really, and um, and we ended up she ended up leaving me and we got divorced and and uh, you reap what you sow. I mean, so you what goes around comes around. One of my favorite sayings and. And, um, you know, I felt like my slate was pretty, pretty even at that point. And, uh, but I still was searching. I wanted proof. You know, I was a, give me some proof kind of guy. I didn't have faith. And, 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 you know, if there's God, prove it, you know, if there's Jesus, prove it. And, uh, you know, if you, if, if there's proof, there's no room for faith, really. I kind of, I, I, I learned to understand that. And so when I was 33 without proof, I just said, if the Bible says it, I believe it. If my dad tells me to do it, uh, I'm I'm going to try my best to do it. How, however, I am still a big kid. Uh, I'm 71, going on 34. <laughs> so, so um, you know, we're all just a bunch of big kids trying to make a living, and uh, we make mistakes, and we say things we shouldn't say, and and do things we shouldn't do. But uh, part of my prayer every morning is is um, you know, thank you for the blessings you give me and my family and friends each and every day. Please help us never to take even the smallest blessing for granted. And by that, I mean your eyesight, your speech, your hearing, your, your, your ability to walk. I mean, there's so many things we take for granted in our lives. And, um, and then I just pray for, you know, people that have sinned against me. I pray for them. I pray, I pray for, please uh, forgive me for my sins because I know we're all sinners, you know. We're all sinners, so. Wow, you pray for people who have offended you and sinned against you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I pray. I pray for their forgiveness, and and um, but that makes I don't I don't I don't pray for them for them. I pray for them for myself, actually. Mm. So, as I said, um, I try to do things that make me happy, and it's real simple. If you're doing something that if you find you're doing something that makes you unhappy, quit doing it. Mm. It's pretty simple, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it's right, and you know, and I've said that, that I'm holding my hand in front of my face. The answer's right here. It's right in front of your face. And sometimes we're just too ignorant to, to see it or mm. understand it. And, um, you know, and I, as I said, the most frustrating thing we can do is ask ourselves a question that doesn't have an answer. Mm. You know, so when you catch yourself doing things that makes you unhappy, you have a choice. You can just quit doing it quit doing so it's it. the what if game really right yeah yeah well you know what if this what if that no there is no what ifs i mean the past the past you can't dwell in the past you have to accept it and you have to accept it was Lord's will god's will for your past to be what it was 
and everything you've done has brought you right to this moment right now, me and you talking. Mm. I mean, so if I, if I would have changed one decision or you would have, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you know, you had your, your family here today. You also had Jason and you had uh, Courtney here. Right. Very cool to be able to see the next generation coming into your company, but also to hear their earthly father speak about his heavenly father. Tell me about how you go about literally trying to pour into the next generation. Picture yourself when you were their age. What was it that you looked for and what really made you start to go, I want a relationship with Christ? Yeah. I try to lead by example. And and really, when I was, before I became a Christian at 33, um, I, I looked around, again, you know, I just wanted to be happy. And I looked around and I started noticing people that were successful, people that were happy, um, people that were living by example. Uh, and Tom Landry, the football coach, comes to mind. I mean, he he always gave credit to God and, and uh, for his success in football. Um, you know, he always made it clear. And I don't put it in people's face. I try to, I try to live by example and I try to I try to say enough that people know I give credit to God. Mm. And I think sometimes if we put it in somebody's face too much, it can be a turnoff. Mm -hmm. And so I just, like I said, I just try to be a good guy. I mean, I've said on my tombstone, I just wanted to say a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, nice guy. You know, you think about that. um, At times we can share the Bible, right? Yeah. But at times actually use words. Yeah. or actions. We don't have to necessarily hit them upside the head with the Bible, but we can be Christ to them in ways that they may not even know that that guy's evangelizing right. to me. Right. No, I get it. And and again, when I was in my 20s, if somebody talked to me about Jesus and religion and all that, it, I didn't listen. I mean, I just didn't listen. Mm-hmm. And I also think until you become a Christian, it doesn't really you can't really absorb, mm. and you know the Bible a hundred thousand times better than I do, Brian. But you know, I think until you just accept get Jesus, you, until you accept God, some of the stuff that didn't make sense before now makes sense to you. You mm. know, and and that's all the more reason. You know, again, as I said, if there's proof, there's no room for faith. I mean, so the the good Lord set it up, God set it up. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have faith, then you're not going to be part of my family. You know? Yeah. I mean, so. Um, so anyway, did, once you once you make that decision, then things start kind of making better sense to you. Absolutely. So faith forsaking all. I trust him. Right. So it's an acronym for forsaking all. I trust him. Yep. Tom, tell me a little bit about this. 21 year veteran on the police force and you go start building homes, right? Yeah, I did. And actually, my I always had two jobs. Hmm. As I said, I always had two jobs. Um, we would work as police officers. We would work security. So I started a security company and hired other cops to work for the company. I mean, so I was I've always been a big dreamer. I've always dreamed big, which sometimes I look back on some of my dreams and and I look in the mirror and shake my head and just go, man, what were you thinking? That was the <laughs> stupidest idea you ever had, you know. But um, but yeah, and my mom lived. In, my mom and dad were divorced, and she lived in St. Louis. And I wanted I had a real estate license. I wanted to own rental property, and uh, I wanted her to move to St. Charles. 
And at the time, there were lots available that an individual could buy. And um, so I got a construction loan and my brother came home from Hawaii um, and helped. And a friend of mine who was a carpenter and I got the financing and we actually built the first house. I mean, we did the wow. carpentry work and roofed it and wired it. I had, don't, don't, yeah, my buddy who had an electrician license, he came in and approved all the wiring. <laughs> we actually drilled the holes, but. Um, Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and I had a friend of mine because I'd work midnight shift and then I would go straight to the house and work eight hours, nine, 10 hours. And then I'd go to sleep and go back to work on the police department. And so I had a friend of mine after the first house was done and, and, and about a year later, I decided to build another one. And my mom was able to move to St. Charles. And about a year after that, I decided to build another one. And mm -hmm. somebody came to me and said, hey, I'd like this one, would you? So I moved quite a bit and I lived in apartments quite a bit because every house I was building, I, I was on the market to sell. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, I had about 10 homes to build in 93 and i went to the police chief and said i can't uh I, it's not part-time anymore it's it's a full-time job now yeah now everything was rosy in this company right all the years that you've been in this company everything was rosy until like 07 and 08 07 08 uh we had 173 employees making more money than a ex-cop should be allowed to make i mean but but again all the money that we made, we put into the next business deal, the next land opportunity, whatever. And we got overextended um, with loans with the banks. And um, and uh, in 08, Carolyn and myself went broke, hmm. actually. So we went from a millionaire. We never really lived the life of a millionaire, really. I mean, um, you know, I, we live, I still live in the same house I built in 1993. I mm. mean, so, um, we had a lake house and a helicopter. Childhood dream of mine was to own a helicopter and fly a helicopter, which I was able to do that probably in 03, 04. And, uh, so we had to sell the lake house and sell the helicopter. And then when business came back, we bought our old lake house, believe it or not. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I, and people go, how did that happen? And I point up to the sky and I go, that just doesn't happen without the good Lord smiling on you. Amen. It just doesn't happen. Amen. He likes me for some reason, Brian. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, I try. I try to be a good son, and I mess up sometimes. But, but my 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 father likes me for some reason. He's he's made an incredible uh, improvement in my life, and and he's just always been there for me, and continues to be there for me. As iron sharpens iron. We strive at Ministry to Men to sharpen each other to become better men for our families, our jobs, and in our spheres of influence. We learned you don't need to live with the feeling you're only treading water. God designed you for more than earning a paycheck and getting stuff done. He gave you a dream, a purpose, and a legacy to leave behind. We're on the adventure with the living Christ, growing into healthier, more honest, and more successful men. To learn more about Ministry to Men of St. Charles County, go to ministrytomen.net, ministrytomen.net, real men in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the prayers I have is to ask the Holy Spirit to envelop my mind, because you were talking about earlier about your mind. We have a choice to make, right? Yeah, sure. We can choose to be happy or we can choose to be negative. And you made a comment right at the very beginning when you were talking about my glass is half full. What does that mean to you? Well, just an attitude. You know, you you can either look at a half a glass that's half full, and it can be half full or half empty. I mean, and and if you're if you think positive, 
you're happy that you've got a glass that's half full. You know, if you if if your mind goes to a negative thought, then you look at that and you go, oh, man, that, that that's half empty. You know, why? How come that glass isn't full? You know, and then it doesn't make you happy. So I just choose and we all have the ability to make a choice that makes us happy or that doesn't make us happy. Mm. And I just choose to to be happy as much as I can. So being happy, how would you how would you entertain we, as we just said a little while ago, our hair is not getting any darker. <laughs> we have gray hair for those of you who cannot see. But with that being said, how do we get the younger generation to really connect in for your 33-year-old self and that experience that you had? What? How do we do it? I think just for them to hear the message. I mean, truly, I mean, you know, I can't tell you... If, a hundred percent for sure in my twenties, if I would have heard the message that I gave today, if I would have bought into it or believed it or whatever, I mean, but, but again, I think young people struggle and, and, and old, you know, middle-aged and old people struggle. I mean, we, it's mm. not easy. I mean, so I just, I, I just want people to look at me and say, Hey, he's a successful guy. He's got a couple bucks and you know, he's, he's, uh, he's happy. He's always smiling. He's got a lot of friends what's what's his secret you know and and then i would tell him the secret is i invited jesus into my heart when i was 33 and and i i i became very confident um i i became myself i didn't try to be what other people wanted me to be i just i just be yourself hmm. just be a nice person and and i tell i tell my kids that any young person and i've i have had some impact on on some young people's lives so hmm. i've just through those kinds of conversations you know and i go hey Dude, just be yourself, man. Don't be, mm. just be a nice person. Be a nice guy. Be helpful. You know, don't lie. Mm -hmm. And I had a, I, I told a friend of mine one time, I was in a meeting and I said, uh, I said, you know, I'm not smart enough to lie. I'm just not smart <laughs> enough to lie. Meaning I would forget, I, I forget what I told you today. And, and, when, and he looked at me and he pointed at me and he said, you are smart enough not to lie. Wow. And he turned it around. And I and I, I've always remember that. And because yeah, if if you're if you don't lie, just don't lie. Then you don't have to remember what you said yesterday or a year ago, whatever. I mean, and I tell people, I go, you know, hey, I might forget what I told you, but I guarantee I wasn't lying to you. And yeah. that's a that's comforting and peaceful just there too, just to know that you're not a liar, you know. Because once you lie to me once. I don't know if you're ever going to lie to me again, be honest with you. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's funny. You know, uh, you could have lied very easily to a lot of banks in 2008, but you didn't. No. You told the story about, hey, I'm going to go back in and I'm going to show you everything and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be here and allow God to direct me through the steps that were necessary, even though you literally may have had two nickels to scratching your pocket together yeah and i was you know i was taking money out of my 401k which is protected money really but i just wanted to to again try to do the right thing and 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 i was in a meeting with you know 10 bank presidents and 10 attorneys and my attorney and and i told them all i said guys i'm not in charge anyway hmm. and they they didn't like to hear that <laughs> and i and i said the good lord's in charge guys i said i'm going to keep working hard I'm going to keep trying to do the right thing. This isn't a good situation for any of us guys. I mean, mm -hmm. okay. But I'm going to keep working hard to try to make it the best it can be. And at the end of the day, the good Lord's in charge, guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, and as a result, 
I had two or three people come into my life uh, that helped me and our company through it. Went from 173 employees to five, and and uh, I think I was the next guy to get laid off, actually. So, <laughs> so but uh, but no, and then we did not file bankruptcy, and Carolyn and myself went broke, as I said, and uh, but we were able to um, go broke as smart as we could go broke, I mm-hmm. guess you would say, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, tr- I tried not to let it affect my daughter, Courtney. She was young at the time, and so I tried not to bring it home with me. And and uh, and people would ask me, they'd go, man, you must be laying awake at night. And I'm going, no, I'm really not. You know, I mean, I wake up in the morning, I work hard all day, and, and then I'd, I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy my life that's that's been given. And, and at the end of the day, if the good Lord wants it to end, it's going to end, you know. But I guess he didn't. I guess he wanted me to hang in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know... You're talking about you slept well at night, even though you're going through all of that. You don't know what the future is going to hold, but your glass is still half full. Some people may say, no, there ain't no way of that. But I, I will tell you, you had a lot of eyes on you back then, whether you knew it or not. And you probably still have a lot of eyes on you even today. But as that was going on, Tom, I want to tell you, I witnessed you to continue to be happy and have that smile on your face even through it and today itself. I have one specific memory of you. You were hobbling on crutches and you had a cast on your leg going up the stairs at Braden's for dinner. And I went up to you and you were just as happy as can be, even though you just went through that terrible mess. Yeah. Well, like I said, you just do the best you can do. And, and, um, and if that's not good enough, then, then you find out it's not good enough really, you know, and, we had a, a lot going for us. We had a wonderful group of employees. And if you saw my truck pull up on a Friday afternoon, it wasn't good because you were going to get laid off, you know. Oh, man. And uh, but what I am proud of is, and I still have some of our subcontractors come up to this day, all of our subcontractors got paid. Mm. I mean, I, I, we didn't have a mechanic lien filed on our company. Wow. We didn't have anybody not get paid other than the banks lost money. And Tom and Carolyn Hughes went broke. Mm. Everybody else got paid. And I'm proud of that. And I still got guys coming up and thanking me for that because I could have moved to Florida probably, I guess, but I chose not to do that. Well, it's a big deal that you you. you stayed true and you let your conscience work. And and quite frankly, that was the power of the Holy Spirit saying, listen to me. I agree. It's all going to be okay. I agree. Just try to do the right thing. Just try to do what your father tells you to do. That's exactly right. He is very (laughs) smart. You know, I got a couple of things here. Um, You had mentioned before we do uh, our finishing five, which I'll explain in a little bit. Okay. But you had mentioned what your real strength is. I thought it was pretty intriguing. Tell me what you think your real strength is. As uh, my my real strength is hanging out with people that actually know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I try to make it fun for them to do it. Yeah. You know, so and I say that and that goes back to I actually hammered the nails on the first house and a buddy of mine said, "Tom, Hire carpenters. Mm. They know what they're doing. I mean, hire an electrician, hire a roofer. You just be the general contractor. And and I was the laborer. You know, I'd go in and clean up the mess and the whole deal. And so I've carried that through my life. I mean, so, um, you know, with our, I hire 
the best accountant. I hire the best attorney. I hire the best um, employees. I mean, Carol, who was the first person we hired, you know, Steve Thomas and myself really started, you know, I started the company and then Steve came to work in 95, I guess, maybe whatever. And, um, and, and Carol has been with us 28 years and mm. mama Carol, I mean, she loves everybody. <laughs> and Jason's been there 28 years. And, and, um, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that, that I was able to create a, uh, an environment that people might want to come to work. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And they tell me, they go, well, it starts at the top, you know, and I go, I point up to this guy and I go, yeah, you're right. It starts right up there with, with him telling me what to do and That's how to act, you know. Exactly right. So. You're listening to him, which is awesome. Yeah. It is totally awesome that you continue to listen to him. So we at Ministry to Men, we want to empower people to be able to share Christ in the in the community and beyond. And and that's exactly what we're doing with this podcast. So if anybody wants to be able to learn more about Ministry to Men, you can go to our website at ministrytomen.net. Okay. Dot net, not dot org, it's dot net. Okay. So with that being said, we have a couple of things. This is a lot of fun that we do at the very end of all of our podcasts. I, we, we go through a thing that I call the finishing five. What this means is I'm going to start peppering five questions at you, and they're one-word answers, yes, no, colors, that kind of thing. But it's going to be fun as we go through this. So okay. hang tight here. All, all right. right. We're going to start our finishing five. What's your favorite tool? Favorite tool, a uh, hammer. A hammer, spoken like a true person who owns <laughs> a home building company. Uh, How about your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant, probably Tony's on Main Street. Tony's is very good yeah, for those of you who are not in St. Charles. Great food. Got to stop on Main Street to Tony's on Main Street. Steak or chicken? I'm sorry? Steak or chicken? Uh, really, Lee's Chicken. Wow. Yeah, Lee's chicken. Has, really? Yeah, it's it's really good. Dude, I had you down for a steak. No, I I'm I I enjoy a steak, but uh Lee's chicken. Is, oh, that's right awesome. There. Love it. Okay, here's one. Do you have to dust all the awards off that your company has won over the years, or do you have somebody doing that for you? Well, first of all, <laughs> I didn't win them all. <laughs> our team, all of our employees who worked really, really hard to be successful are the recipients of the awards. And I try to make that clear, even though sometimes I may be the one going up and accepting award, I make it clear that I didn't do it by myself. Amen. And I had a great, a great team of support. Um, and to answer your question, though, no, I do not dust them <laughs> off. <laughs> if it was up it. to me, that they'd have an inch of dust they on them right inch, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. get that. One last one. Yeah. David or Goliath? David or Goliath, David or Goliath, definitely David. Yeah. 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 That's just awesome. Tom, I got to tell you, it's been an honor to be able to sit here and have a little bit of fun, have a great conversation. We're talking about real stuff. We're real men in a real world. And by doing that, we get to share what God's taught you throughout your whole lifetime. I just continue to wish you many, many successes, not only today, but forevermore as well. Continue to be that smiling, happy guy that we see everywhere around town. And you never know, 
if you see Tom in town, go up and tap him on the shoulder. He'll give you a hug because uh, <laughs> I've done it several times before as uh, well. My mom was a hugger, so that's where I got it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So, Tom, thank you for your time today. And uh, we're just delighted to be able to be a partner with you in St. Charles County and beyond and ministry to men as well. Thanks you very, very much well, for thank, your support. Thank you. And thank you, Brian, for what you do. I mean, you spend a lot of time, a lot of hours every day trying to bring people to Christ and, and uh and what I did today was just a minuscule compared to what you do for uh, So we all appreciate that very much. Thank you. We get to be on the team together, right? I know. You all got right. It. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Take care. Thank you for being with us on another edition of Real Men in the Real World. We believe that God made you for a purpose and gave you a dream and a legacy to leave behind. To reach that purpose, lock arms with other men on the same quest. Visit ministrytomen.net to find out how. We are Ministry to Men, real men in the real world.